Good morning, everybody. I'm Debbie Montgomery Johnson, founder of the nonprofit The Woman Behind the Smile, and your host of Stand Up and Speak Up, a show that is about each and every one of us. Many of us have something, something we're hiding, something we're ashamed of, or something that through no fault of our own or through our own making, we keep hidden, and that in turn keeps us hidden from each other and the world. Good people go through terrible situations. Wise people know when and how to let it go. Everything that happens to us helps us grow, and while it may be hard to see it right away, the most important thing to do is to change your perception about your circumstances. Regardless of what your personal experiences or traumas have been, this showcase series is designed to ignite delight in you as well by providing safe harbor, education, personal growth, and resources so that no matter where you are in your journey, you'll have the courage to move on when you're ready. Stand Up and Speak Up features ordinary people who've been through extraordinary situations and struggles and found the courage to step out from behind their smiles and speak up about their experiences and the lessons gleaned from those experiences. Everybody heals at a different pace, and we recognize this. So come on in, have a listen, and enjoy the ride at your own speed. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. We're back in a, well, back. We're in a new century new century, new decade, new decade, 2021, and uh, boy, it feels like just yesterday that, you know, we were in 2020, and at 2020 hindsight, we're moving on, we're going to foresight, and we're going to looking forward, and my guest today is a great woman, and our topic today is change your perspective, change your life, and my guest is the one and only Laura J.K. Beers, the motivational medium. Good morning, Miss Laura. Good morning, and thank you again for having me. I'm so delighted to, to have be here. You. Delighted <laughs> to have you. And I love to do my research on my guests because you are also a member of Women's Prosperity Network. We have yes. known each other from afar and not in per- well, maybe met in person, but you know, I can't remember breakfast this morning. So Laura, Laura is up in <laughs> Central Florida. Is that correct, Laura? Where are you coming from? Yes, Melbourne. Up in Melbourne, and that's a great Women's Prosperity Network chapter up in Melbourne. And uh, we're glad to have Laura. I want to introduce her properly with her um, bio here, and then we're going to go into our conversation. So Laura is an international motivational speaker and a psychic medium. She offers a unique point of view for people to understand the three Ds of loss, death, divorce, and disaster. And today we're adding a fourth, so hang on, we're going to have the fourth. And she wants us to learn how to heal from those three Ds. Her company's motto is, change your perspective, change your life, which is something she shares in her book, Empowered Spirituality Unboxed. Laura's hope is to inspire people on their spiritual journey by witnessing and exploring some of hers. The title, The Three Ds of Loss, Death, Divorce, and Disaster, and How to Come Out of It Better, than you could ever imagine, is turning your no's into your yeses and being your best and happiest self. We all want to do that, Miss Laura. So (laughs) briefly, just kind of explain to me, who who is Laura J.K. Beers? Wow. (laughs) Big question. I, you know, it's a great question. We are, we, we, excuse me, we're all, we all are a, a person that is, I like to say, on the path to remembering who we truly are, who our spirit is, who who we really and truly are and have been on 
the other side when we are just energy, whatever your belief is, there's this person that's inside of you, call it your spirit, your soul, and I think that we get bogged down from our parents and our peers and our teachers and all these people of them telling us what we should do and what we should think and who should we, we should be. And my goal is to help people to remember their truth, to remember who they really are and to be that person because that's the most authentic person that they could be. And when you're that person, you're going to be the happiest and you're going to be the best version. You're going to be the most successful. You're going to be the, the most objective. You're going to have the best perspective. It's just going to make your whole life better. And so my job is to help reconnect you, whatever your, your belief is. It doesn't have to be a spiritual or a religious thing at all because it's really not but it's just in helping people to reconnect with who they, they really are. And it's really interesting. Um, my, my late husband, passed, Lou, passed away in 2010. And right after he did it, one of his best friends, who became a good friend of mine, came into town. And he, he, we sat down. And he said, Deb, who are you? And I'm sitting there going, well, I know who I am. I'm the kid's mom. I was Lou's wife. I'm Jack and Gwen's daughter. I'm all these things. You know, yeah. but I never really thought about who am I? We're, we take yeah. on these roles. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that, taking on these roles and losing ourselves in those roles? And, and also losing ourselves in relationships with other people. I mean, because that's, that's the epitome of what you're talking about is that, you know, we, we define ourselves by who we are, uh, you know, what we what we perceive ourselves to to be as far as the judgments of others and that's got to stop <laughs> we we have to start looking at ourselves from the beliefs of what we hold to be accurate and true and not what other people think i mean i i, I had a huge epiphany uh kind of recently uh, because I, I've been a, I don't know if you know this, but I've been a dance instructor. I've been a dancer since I was four, and I've been a dance instructor over 25 years. And I just retired in 2020 because of COVID and because of I, I just needed to retire. <laughs> um, but I had a really hard time with that a couple of years before that because it, it was kind of coming up, and I was thinking about thinking about it, but I defined myself as a dancer. Mm. So how do you retire from yourself? <laughs> you can't. And, and what I had to find out was that dancing was a part of me, but it wasn't who I was. It didn't make me who I was. And whether I dance ever again or not, it doesn't make me any less of a person. And that was hard because we're talking my whole entire life and no I'm not telling you how old I am <laughs> well you're not as old as me and that's good because we're you know we're only as young as as our mind wants us to be and we're pretty young <laughs> my dad's 91 you'd never know it you know so whoa it, it's, yeah when you, when you lose your sense of humor and who you are then then you're then you can go and that could be at 50 it could be at 100 but I didn't know that you were a dancer and I'm looking at your picture and it's just making me smile thinking about you dancing around now you dance you retired as a dance instructor you didn't retire dancing, did you? 
No. Um, I actually only retired my teaching of group classes. I'll still do private lessons and, and private groups. And I do uh, wedding choreography, and um, I, I love to dance. I'll probably never, ever stop dancing yeah. just because it's a passion of mine. But as far as, you know, applying money to it, having a business, all of that kind of thing, mm-hmm. yeah, I retired. Okay. And uh, so... Well, and honestly, you know, you defined yourself as a dance instructor or people thought of you as a dance instructor. I didn't even know you were a dancer. So I, I didn't define you as that. And, and I was just thinking as you're saying that, you know, we've heard this, what others think of me isn't my concern. That, it's a very difficult concept in, in, it has been in my life because I've been concerned about what people thought. But where it struck me is as a role of a mother, for instance, if your child does something that's not right, that, do you hide from that? I mean, I used to. I would be so embarrassed about something silly that my son and my kids had done. And I'm like, but I didn't do it. You know, so oh, why, yeah. why am I taking on, you know, the guilt or whatever of what they did just because I'm their mother? <laughs> Again, back, back to dance, I had the exact same thing. I would, I'd have a student performing and they would mess up and I'd be mortified. <laughs> and it finally, to, you know, it was a great lesson because that was my student who I know did it perfect. But because they were nervous or whatever happened, they, they messed up. But they're human. And that wasn't about me. That was about them and their lesson. And this is, this is about the perspective that we have, not only on ourselves, but on everyone else. We have got to stop judging. Judging is not a good thing. There's no benefit from it. Well, and judging ourselves is always the harshest. And it is. I, I heard you talking about one time uh, about emotional upset and how it holds you back from moving on. And a lot of my audience, we've talked about this a little bit, um, the, the men and women of SCARS, which is the Society of Citizens Against Relationship Scams. We've been in a scam. We've all been taken by somebody. But because of what happened, you know, we're defining ourselves now as victims, or I like to say survivors, but we can all do that. We can all define ourselves by the bad things that have happened to us. And how does that keep us from moving forward? It does. That's exactly what it does. It keeps you from moving forward because it keeps you in in this perspective. I talk about grief goggles, and this is exactly what it is. If you think about wearing a pair of goggles and think that they're – and I see energy, I see grief as a gray color, okay? So if you can imagine putting these grief goggles on, they're gray colored, and the rest of your life, because you had some sort of grief or loss, and a loss doesn't have to be, obviously, someone passing away. It could be the loss of you got scammed. It could be the loss of anything. Um, But if you think about wearing those goggles for the rest of your life, every single thing that you see is covered in gray. And my goal is to get you to realize you're wearing them and then take them off. Because grief is a fabulous thing. It is absolutely one of the best things because it's an emotion and it helps us to process through the journeys and the lessons and the experiences that we have to go through while we're here. But the thing is, we have to learn 
from it. We have to go through it, through it, to the other side of it. And if we don't, we get stuck. And that's what happens when you label yourself a survivor or a victim. You're labeling yourself as wearing grief goggles for the rest of your life. Now, is that to take away from you having had this incredible experience? And I mean incredible because it is a very positive thing. It's helping you to grow and be the best person that you are, even though it could have been a scam. It is something that is propelling you to be the better you. And, and we need negative catalysts sometimes. They're the most powerful in getting us to change. So we need people to take those goggles off and to look at what they've learned and go forward and don't label yourself, don't define yourself as that. You know, I've recently lost a lot of weight. I am not ever going to go back and go, oh, I'm that, I, I was that formerly fat person. You know, that's not who I was. This is a journey of who I'm becoming, not who I, you know, um, who I was. I'm not going to label myself. And that's an interesting thought, though, because um, I was heavy as a, as a young woman, and um, I think my inner self a lot of times still sees myself in that heavy spot because it was when I was young and I was very athletic and, and everybody said, well, you've just got big bones, you're an athletic girl. And, and now I'm older and I lost a lot, especially after Lou died, I lost a lot. And uh, you know, there are times when I'm looking at myself going, same bones, not as big, but I'm so conscious of like an extra pound or two, which is silly. And my daughter like, it's not, and mom, it's not a number, it's how you feel. You know, so stop throwing, eat better and don't just pull out exactly. a bag of M&Ms. Um, exactly. <laughs> but it's tough because, and, I, and when you said about the grief goggles being gray, I like living in Florida because of the sunshine. When I grew up in Vermont and we had those gray winters, they're very depressing. And yeah. it's like moving. You know, I had to move out of the Northeast to get into the sunshine. It changes your perception and your perspective, and I love that. I, I just wrote down grief goggles. I think that's fun. We'll have to do a, a little show about grief goggles. Um, but again, don't minimize the experiences because we've had, we've all gone through great losses, and it could be financial, emotional, spiritual, whatever. But like you said, it's part of our, it's part of our quilt of life. You know? Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. It is, and we all we all make our squares at different times in our lives, but it's sewing them together, and it's going to be beautiful in the end. We just can't see it when we're in the middle of it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So when we hear, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit to back to because your your position in life now is as the motivational medium. Can you kind of explain what that is and how you got there and how skeptical you were because. People may not understand the word medium. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, the motivational medium came about because I love to talk. <laughs> I love to give speeches and, and talk to people and inspire them. So the, the motivational part is the motivational speaking, and the medium part is from being a, a, a medium. And for those of you that don't understand what a medium is, I'm, I'm literally the person that is like a conduit, the intermarry, uh, that's the wrong word, but I guess you get the idea. I'm in the middle <laughs> between the other side, people on the other side. It's just energy. Energy 
on the other side and the humans that are here. And I'm able to speak to those people that have passed away on the other side that make up your spirit team. Everybody has a spirit team and that's comprised of a lot of the people on the spirit team are those that have passed, that have been here before and then passed to the other side. Well, and, and I, um, we've talked about this a little bit. I firmly believe that we are spiritual beings having a mortal experience. And exactly. those others are still around us. You know, I believe families are forever and they're, they're on the other side. And, and I, I, you know, it's interesting. I've, um, when Luke passed away, first off, I got mad at him for dying because <laughs> he hadn't left so, he had left so many things un, undone and unsaid and passwords that he didn't tell me about with the company. Um, but I remember sitting in my office and just looking at a picture of him saying, you got to help me here. You know, you got to just give me some information or, or give me inspiration on where to look for certain things. And is that kind of what you're doing? or Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's exactly. I have, um, we can talk about it later. I have a gift for everybody. It's, uh, it's an e-page on the top five signs that spirit is contacting you. And that is what I want. I am a medium and I can connect you to your loved ones that have passed. Yes. However, you don't always need a medium. You need to also be more connected to your own spirit and, so that, you, and that spirit team of your own so that you start to recognize that they're there to help us. They give us signs. They give us signals. They will help us. I have so incredibly changed for the better my relationship with both my mom and my dad. They help me all the time. They give me signs. From the other side all the time, I get very specific songs on the radio at the weirdest times from them as support. And it's just amazing. When you're connected, it's kind of like being connected to your intuition. Mm-hmm. That's really and truly all it is. But it's really sitting down and, and taking time to take a pause and to listen. Yes, yes. Because in, in our busy life, you know, I, and after Lou died too, I was so busy. I defined my life by busyness. Not business, but by busyness. And yes. you don't have time to listen to, any, to anything quiet because you're yes. so busy. That was your grief. Well, and I blew through that probably not very effectively because at that point you're in the fixer position and trying to take care of everybody else but yourself. So how do, how do we take that time and, and realize, I think it's, this is a negative word, but being selfish is, is a little different than self-care. So oh, yes, how, do we, how do we do this self-care after, after grief? Well, we need to do it during, during grief. That's, you know, as soon as it happens, we need to start with self-care, truly. That is, that's when, but... The easiest way, and I tell people, is uh, you need to start, well, see, it's just, it's called education. <laughs> You've got to yeah. be aware that, A, you, you know, that, that you've got to stop and listen. Once you, you're aware of that, then, it, then you just got to find a way to do it. And there's so many different ways to what I call meditate. Meditate is just basically where you're getting out of your head. You're letting your body chill out and relax for a few minutes and you're trying to get your mind quiet. 
you can do that sitting still for two minutes or you could do a walking meditation. You could stand in the shower. You could go out and garden. You can go swim in the water. It doesn't matter. It is a, and unfortunately, a lot of people do it driving. (laughs) Don't recommend that. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's just, it's, and that part of my spiritual development, you know, that I help people with, you know, learning how to meditate and connect with spirit, not only their own spirit, but with their own spirit team so that they can, can hear and listen and look for and know what to see, what kind of signs to look for and, and give their intuition a big boost so that they know that this is about their self-care and not about being selfish. You know, I, I, I'm sure 10 million thousand people have said this, but it is the best example in ever. When you're on the airplane and, it's, and the oxygen masks come down and they say, make sure to put it on yourself first, because yeah. if you put it on your kids, you're going to pass out. And it's the truth. I mean, that is the epitome of the truth. We have to take care of ourselves before we can take care of others. It is absolutely the most unselfish thing that you can do because we want to help other people. We want to be there for other people. And how can you do that if you don't take care of yourself first? Okay, so here's a question. If, uh, and, and we surround ourselves with really good people, people that are, are big-hearted and generous and whatever. So why do bad things happen to those good people? In the case of the women at SCARS, uh, you know, why, did, why did someone scam us? And you're not going to necessarily have that answer, but in your, in your realm, in your um, experiences, why are people, and they're beating themselves up over this, what can they do if they've had that bad experience and why do you think that's happening to them? Just out there, just a question. Okay. Well, you have me on for the reason of this. So I'm going to open the can of worms with this one, okay? Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) I have been doing this work a long time, you know, almost 20 years, and I, I have come to understand and know with my heart and soul that we are a spirit energy. We are a vibrating energy within this 3D body, and we were that before we came here to earth to have this experiential journey, and we are going to be that again when we go home. What I know as a fact is that we have signed up for the journey and the experiences that we are going through. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that you signed up to get scammed or you signed up to be ill or you signed up to have the person pass away in your life, it's, it's kind of like your 3D body is going, what the bleep? <laughs> and your spirit's going, but how else are you going to learn? Mm-hmm. And that's what I was talking about earlier with the negative experiences that they – they are some of the best catalysts for giving us this, this making us move. They're the impetus for making us move and get off of our chair and not just go, oh, I have the most wonderful life. I'm so wonderful. And, and until you have something so 
life-changing happen to you, it doesn't shake you up. It doesn't make you grow. And you've got to look at it as a positive thing, and that's that changing of your perspective. You've got to look at it as a positive thing. Not that you signed up for that and, oh, you deserved it and blah, 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 because that's not, that's not my point. My point is, yeah, we signed up for it because we are wanting to have these incredible, beautiful, experiential learning experiences. Was it horrible? Did it suck? Oh, my God. Yes, it did. Yes, it does. But... You, got, you can't go through your life looking at it, like I said, with the grief goggles in this negative way. You've got to change that perspective and turn it around and look at the gifts. Look at the gifts that it's giving you. Right. Look at the freedom that it's giving you. Well, and, and we've got to change the question from why do bad things happen to good people to what did this experience do for me? You know, and, exactly. and I totally believe it. And for me, it's finding my purpose and finding my voice. For me, it was yes. to stand up and speak up. And I remember a Wow Wednesday, uh, I was being interviewed by Nancy Matthews, and it was when I first, story, when I first came out with my story. And I, a, a woman from up in the Midwest somewhere, she was a, a pastor, she said, Deb, if you believe in God, you have to understand that he allowed this to happen to you because he knew you would speak up about it. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, shoot, that's exactly why it was. And yeah. at that point, and then you know, through the business of speaking and talking to a couple of the girls and saying, you've got to tell the story, you've got to tell the story, I realized that it happened. I can't take the money with me. I wish it was in my bank account right now. But I learned so much about myself and about what's happening in the world that it was a, a way for me to be of greater assistance to young women, older women around the world to say, let's be careful, let's do this together. But like you said, education, it's knowing what's out there and being careful or being aware so that we can make informed choices of our own um, and go through the consequences, good or bad. But yeah. it gives us a voice and experience. And I, in spite of what happened, I feel like I'm a better person today than I was 10 years ago. Awesome. That's awesome. See, you've got it as a gift. And that's what it is. It truly is a gift. And it's exciting because it gives you purpose. And we all need a purpose. And yeah, it can be negative. But here's the hard part too. I think sometimes you lose friends because of that. Yes. So why, yeah. does, that, why does that happen? What is happening that with your, your relationships when, when you're moving forward like that? Well, you have to understand, um, this is scientifically based, okay? There's vibrating atoms, and a vibrating atom, that's what we're made of. Everything is made up of vibrating atoms, you know? And different frequencies, a higher frequency will, will bring up a lower frequency, which is amazing to know that. So you can play, if you want to meditate, by the way, play some really high vibration music and it will really shift you. It's amazing. But anyway, um, what's happening is that as you are that person that they've always known, your friends have always known, and then you start shifting and you start changing 
and your vibration has gone up higher, all of a sudden they're not feeling so comfortable about themselves when they're with you. Mm. This is about them and how they feel. And they've got to either let their vibration rise in accordance to where you're at, which is what our goal as light workers is, is to bring others up to a higher vibration where they're more of their own truth, of their own spirit, or if they're just that uncomfortable, then they're going to leave. And it happens. I, I, I know that it happens. You know, we talked about weight loss. I, I wrote about it in my book, actually. I was at a dinner with a friend of mine, and she's, she's overweight, and I was overweight, and I was working on it. And I'm, I ordered, you know, healthy food, and she ordered very not healthy food. She ordered this big drink. She ordered uh, alcoholic drink and she ordered, you know, hamburger and french fries or whatever it was and proceeded to eat it all and and then, co- you know, complain about it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, I, I wasn't in the, that space anymore. And so our, our friendship kind of dwindled because she just, it, when we were together, it made her feel bad about she felt bad, she's putting the guilt on herself about how mm-hmm. she felt. That's not my problem. I have to take care of myself. I can't help how, I can't monitor her feelings. So, you know, the nicest thing you can do is if you have a friend who's feeling uncomfortable with where you're at and, and is, is have a conversation with them. But, yeah, you can lose friends. And you have to, I think, realize that people are put in our lives for a reason and a season or a season and a reason. And yep. sometimes it's time to move on. It's tough, though, because I like, I like to hold on to the, those thoughts of, you know, 10 years ago we were really good friends and today we're not even talking. So to understand that it might be for the good for either one of us, I'm like, mm, I don't know if Absolutely. I like that. But then you have to forgive, you know, say, look, I've got to forgive myself for whatever – if I did anything, then I need to let them know that I'm sorry. And if they've done something to me, I need to let it go because they yeah. may not know that they did it, you know. And, yeah. And and that forgiveness part is it's an interesting concept, you know, <clears throat> forgiving yourself. And and I think we talked about that a little bit too. Is you've got to forgive yourself when you reconnect, uh, or you're not going to be able to move on. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know if we addressed this at the beginning, but you weren't always a medium. You never considered yourself a medium. You considered yourself a skeptic. Oh, yeah. How did? What, what's the story there? How did? How did you figure that one out? <laughs> I was I was brought up, you know, in a, in a faith based religion. I, <laughs> you know, I, I'm. It was it was probably. I mean, I've been all my life, you know, I was brought up with Bewitched and I've loved magic and sparkly things and stars at night and just, I don't think I've ever really had a gift, you know, um, but it was, it was probably in my 30s where, 30s, maybe, yeah. Somewhere around there. Anyway, <laughs> I started getting into interested in intuition and reading some books and taking some classes and started to realize 
um, you know, th that my the phone would ring and I would know who was calling me before I picked it up. And I'm dating myself because this is before caller ID. I was going to say before caller ID. <laughs> <laughs> and unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I just started reading and taking these classes and um, I, I stumbled across a mediumship class and a spiritual development class and um, it was just fascinating to me. I, I remember, I joke with my friend who's, who's the instructor now. She, she says, yeah, Laura, I remember when you came into the class and you stood there with your hands on your hips and was like, I'm not taking part in any kind of religion. Because <laughs> spirituality is technically a religion, but really it's just a belief that life goes on, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but there's no, there's really no religiousness to it at all. And, and I, well, I've been so, I'm sorry. No, I was wondering, I had heard the story about your husband and about this woman that you'd talked to. Yes. Do you want me to tell that? Yeah, I want to hear that story, please. Yeah. So the lady that, that was in that, that did the spiritual group, you know, she's, she, I just met her. I took the one class and I was, okay, I don't know what I believe here. So I hired her to do a reading for me. And the first person that came through, uh, the sadness was so palpable that I, I mean, you could feel it so strongly. It was my mother. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself. I'm sorry, let me back up. So the first person that came through, she starts describing this man, he's like, six foot one, he's tall, he's thin, he works with water, blah, blah, blah. This is, she's perfectly describing my husband who is fully alive, and I know this because <laughs> I just talked to him, <laughs> and I kind of freaked out <laughs> because, yes, mediums can talk to, uh, we can talk to people's spirit, and they don't have to always be dead, but that's a whole nother conversation. Anyway. She had never met your husband before? She'd never met my husband. This was like the second time I ever met her in my entire life. She, okay. And she's sitting here describing my husband who's alive and what he does for a living and all of this. I mean, it was mind-blowing because I just, I was such a skeptic, I didn't believe at all. And um, the reason why we come to find out later is because once she was, once she picked up on, on my husband, John, she was then able to bring through my mom. And that's where that sadness came through, palpable sadness. And she could not have brought my mom through. I wouldn't have believed it if she hadn't brought through the evidence about my husband first. Hmm. And that's exactly why that happened in that order because we don't control it. Spirit on the other side knows what's in our highest and best good, and then they, they you know, they can, that's a whole quantum theory on time thing, which is another subject. But anyway, they know what's, you know, in our, in our past, present, and future, the best thing for us, and they knew they had to bring through evidence from, uh, about my husband in order for me to then get a reading from my mom who was on the other side having passed away that I would actually believe it and get be able to get the healing from it and boy did I ever and I've never stopped that that opened the door of 
interest to me, made me so interested, and eventually come to find out that mediumship is, is my gift, is my special thing. So it was very cool. It was, it was very pivotal. So when you came out of your, like you called it, your spiritual closet, yeah. how, did you, how did you deal with the naysayers and the people oh, that were going to poo-poo you on that one? That was rough because, again, I was so worried about what everybody thought. And I had developed a website, and I very much have been a business person you know, my whole life. And so I contacted a, a, a mentor at the Small Business Association, a very incredible businessman, and I said, you know, please check out my website and what do you think? And he, he emailed back and said, well, if you want to ever be taken seriously in the business world, you need to get rid of that woo-woo stuff. Hmm. And I was like, horrified. I was totally blown away because I'm just coming into being a medium, knowing that this is my gift, knowing that this is what makes me special and unique. I love doing it. And here's a businessman that I respect telling me that if I ever want to be taken seriously, I need to get rid of it. I cried for two days. I literally cried for two days because I just didn't know what to do. But thank God, at the end of the two days, I realized that he was wrong and that I needed to do the exact opposite. I needed to actually embrace who I am and what I do. And when I did that, took off like a rocket. Never looked back. It was awesome. Well, that's terrific. And and, uh, I remember one time, I've talked about this before, when I came out with my story, it was at a WPN mastermind, and one woman sat there and gave me what I called the stink eye. Mm. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh. So that could have changed the way I came out or didn't. You know, I could have said, oh my word, I, I can't do this because what, what will other people think? You know, were they going to be just like her? And then when I realized that I wasn't speaking to her, I was speaking to the yeah. woman beside her yeah. that was going through what I had gone through and needed to know she wasn't alone. Yeah. And I love what you do because I do believe that, you know, we're surrounded by our family and our team and our spirits, and we need to know that they're there to help us. Um, and, you know, sit and listen. Like, but also realize, too, that those, we're going to have those experiences that we might consider bad um, or stupid or whatever the words are that we label them. We're going to have them regardless. And it's a matter of what we do with those that will determine yes. how we go forward. And so exactly I love correct. it. How, how um, in your practice, kind of walk me through, when someone comes into you, um, say they've had a death or divorce, or but I think our fourth D, well, that death and divorce and disaster, but when I was talking to you earlier, in, in my area of, of work, it's deception. Yeah. If someone has been deceived, um, let's talk a little bit about the, that deception by others, and then you'd mentioned something about deception by our, from ourselves. Oh yeah. How do we deceive ourselves? Yeah. Um. Well, it's um, sometimes it takes us a little while to wrap our head around stuff. 
So, for example, you know, maybe maybe you're, and I, you know, I don't know 100% your story. I know a lot about it, but I don't know 100%. But, you know, I'll if tell you're being, one day. <laughs> yeah, um, if you're being scammed, say for money or in a relationship or something. And it's especially in a relationship because it's when we're emotionally connected to somebody. And it could be in business too. It's a relationship that has an emotion with it that makes it really and truly the worst. And that's where we tend to, to not believe our, what we're seeing with our own eyes. We see it sometimes will – I mean, the guy, the guy could be – if the guy or the girl, is whoever it is in the relationship – to be treating us so, telling us all these these things, and that we're seeing them treat other people the you know exactly opposite, and it takes a while for us to open our eyes and see what the actual truth is, mm-hmm. because we're so emotionally connected to it, and and that's where the deception of ourselves comes in. It's it's a lot easier when you're objective, when you're not emotionally uh, tied in there to see deception, but when you're emotionally tied in, it makes it very difficult. And that's where a third person, an objective coach comes in and can help you to see, help you to be more objective and to understand you know, what's going on and what's happening. And that's part of what I do. Well, and looking back on it for me too, I, I tell folks that are looking to you know start dating in their fifties again, is that have a dating buddy, because it, oh, it, for yeah. me it was so easy to get wrapped up in the whole relationship because I was recently widowed, my kids were out of the house for the most part, and I was running a company at home by myself, and my you know my guy as I called him at the time um, was my source of of companionship and relationship and and he was it and I didn't I didn't know that there were scammers out there at the time and if I had known would I have been a little more skeptical absolutely I say that now 2020 hindsight Um, but they are they are schooled in the art of deception and manipulation and the psychology of the scam is that they can wrap and reel any of us in at the perfect time in our lives when we're vulnerable or you know it's not not needy or anything it's just there's the perfect storm for me and at that time it was right after Lou died and I was so overwhelmed with life and fixing things for everybody else that for me that was a respite when I heard that ding 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 of Yahoo chat for me that was the endorphins and the fun and it was like I could put real life aside because there was somebody there for me and after yeah. that fell apart, oh, then the guilt and the shame and the why did I do that? I'm a smart person, you know. How how could I have let that happen to me? Um, that's where we have to be careful that we don't get stuck in that. How did it yeah. happen to me? And you know, where do I go now? So, how, what do you do to get people to move to understand that and then to move forward out of that? Um. I, first, I just got to say, I love your idea of having a wing person mm-hmm. with, with you because I, that can be your objective dating person, your, your friend that you take with you that says, 
wait, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I think that's awesome. And, and that's, you know, that's what I do as a coach is I'm that wing person for my clients. Mm-hmm. So I think having an objective person is awesome. I think that is a great tool to have in your, in your tool belt. Scammers don't uh, like your that. <laughs> no, they don't. They'll tell they you not don't. to listen to that person. And that's a toughie because now, I mean, I had that situation where I, I actually, one of my best friends um, who now lives beside me, she's like, she, had, she told me later on, she said, Deb, I had to back off because I didn't want to lose you as my friend because I was trying to be objective and tell you to stop, but you weren't listening to me. I'm like, that is so true. I'm sorry. Wow. Should have had her. Well, should have. Should have, could have, would have. There's a lot of that going on. Um, <laughs> but it's tough. We're going to take a little bit of a break because I have an objective wingman, and it's Dr. Tim McGinnis. And I'm sure Tim is just reeling in his chair about this conversation. And uh, Tim, <laughs> I've just unmuted you. Would you please come on in and, and join our conversation here? Absolutely. <laughs> So, what's your take, Dr. Tim? <laughs> Hello. Uh, um, where to begin? I know. <laughs> it's short, Tim. <laughs> um, you know, I think, I think the, 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 the challenges in the topic that we deal with with victims, and this is going to touch back on the question of belief, because Technically, all belief is a religion. It may not have dogma, it may not have practices, but by definition that is what belief means and what religion is. Um, People believe a variety of things. All belief is unreal in the sense that it's internal. And the, the great challenge that we as human beings face is being able to objectify our beliefs. In other words, to take our beliefs out and look at them objectively to the extent that our brains will allow us to do that and come up with a truth. Again, truth is one of those subjective things. It's based upon analyzing what we can perceive of the world around us and trying to figure out what's real from what's not real. It matters less what reality is than what our belief systems can do to us positively or negatively, and it goes both ways. Um, People have joined the most fantastical belief systems in the form of cults. Look at Jim Jones in Guyana for an example of how beliefs can negatively affect you. The people who drank the Kool-Aid so believed in the message being told that they took their life because of it. Unfortunately, scams are very much like that. It's, it's a cult of one, so to speak. Um, those, those beliefs lead you down a path that is very difficult. One of the things about belief is disconnecting and unwinding yourself from a belief is an incredibly hard thing to do because you've so embedded it in your brain that to be able to look at it objectively and then plot a path of exit is a very hard thing. 
Um, that in and of itself is traumatic. But when you are confronted with the absolute reality that what you believed was false, then that is extraordinarily traumatic. Um, and that goes true whether it's a belief system in a given religion or, or whatever it may happen to be. Um, it is a very hard thing to do, whether it's politics, etc. I mean, a lot of people in this country are going through a, a kind of grief cycle associated with political upheavals. But regardless of all of that, you know, the problem that scam victims especially face is the problem of disconnecting belief, but at the same time not jumping into another set of beliefs which are equally fantastical and equally destructive. So one of the things that we see in victims is one in five are going to jump off a bridge figuratively. I don't mean literally. Um, it actually turns out that about you know 15 to 20 people actually jump off bridges. But when I say figuratively, it means that as they come out of a scam, they're going to jump into another belief system of urban legends, uh, false news, whatever it may happen to be. And they're going to accept that so much. Part of it is because of the, the anger that fuels them or their denial. Um, you know, we talk, you talked about the grief goggles. That's a great term. Um, but because of that, they cannot let that go because they've, they've latched onto that belief system. It's fueled by their own hormones, and they're so invested in it that they cannot see any objective truths, nor are they willing to accept those objective truths. So I myself am an anthropologist, and one of the things that you learn as an anthropologist is the equivalency of belief systems. Regardless of what they are, they're all fundamentally based upon what your brain perceives. Um, and, you know, when we talk about things like quantum vibrations, the reality is everything is a wave, uh, a standing wave. All quantum states are standing waves, and the interaction of those waves produces results, both at the subatomic level and in all forms of matter and energy. But without going into that, the, the challenge is, is that the energy that people project is going to be based upon their belief system. And unfortunately, we have to judge the suitability of other people's belief systems for ourselves to determine whether or not it is a belief system that we can accept. When we're dealing with scam victims, it's extraordinarily challenging to help people who have adopted belief systems and the defenses that go with that, denial, anger, bargaining, etc., and help them to recognize a new objective reality, particularly to get them to that finish line of acceptance.
Debbie, you've gone through this, and you know how challenging it was in the early days to get you down that race course from denial, well, from initial shock, much less denial, through to that point of acceptance. So regardless of what the belief system is, you always have to try very, very hard to, to objectify it, be able to analyze it and look at it in terms of its suitability to your life goals, to whether it's the return to happiness, whether it's return to emotional stability, whatever it may happen to be, whatever the belief system is, some belief systems are harmful, destructive, on the dark side, some belief systems are very positive. Um, so without judging any particular belief system, it's important to remember that about all belief systems. All of them have their negatives. All of them have their positives. And each person has to find that balance in themselves as to whether or not a given belief system is compatible with your life goals. Just remember, serial killers have a belief system too. Scammers have a belief system. Victims have a belief system. Ultimately, at the end of the day, the belief system that you can accept is the one that is humanizing, caring, and considerate of your life and those of others around you. And that's what we try and do with our support groups is help people past the destructive belief systems through that denial, anger, bargaining, and depression towards a belief system that accommodates acceptance. Does that uh, make sense? Yes, and I think you hit it on the, uh, the what's that saying? You hit the nail on top of whatever. You got it. At the very end there, um, the greatest thing is having a support system, having people there that you're not doing this alone because I think a lot of the issue that I had uh, during the scam was that I was alone in my home and the scammer became my life. Um, scammers have teams <laughs> and, yes, you know, we... We've got support teams, and Laura, you provide your whole mentoring and, and coaching program is about being there as a support team. So thank you, Dr. Tim. I appreciate it, and we'll get you and Laura together because I know that you're going to have your um, anthropological discussion afterwards. <laughs> um, but Laura, you know, you had a gift that you wanted to give to our to our listeners, and I don't want them to know how they can get a hold of you. So could you go ahead and let us know about that stuff? Thank you. Yeah, I, I would be honored to give. Uh, it's an e-page that I wrote. It's it's short and sweet, but it's just a, a way to be educated and know a little bit more about what's out there. It's called the top five signs that spirit is contacting you, and they can get that on my website, which is themotivationalmedium.com, and for the the e page just put a slash a fo I think it's a forward slash T M M. So the motivational medium dot com slash T M M and that'll give them a free e page. Great. And how can they get a hold of you if they'd like to pursue more of a discussion with you? So they can reach me through my website. I have my phone number, I have email, I have all the social media posts, everything is on that. Uh, they can get my book. I just reach me in any way. 
through uh, themotivationalmedium.com or they can call me at 321-751-4766. Okay, and I will have this all on, it's on my website right now. We'll put it on the, the YouTube video afterwards so that people can get a hold of you. I've found this extraordinary, Laura. I'm so grateful that you were my guest today. Uh, any last words on change your perspective, change your life? Yes, thank you so much again for having me, Debbie. It was really interesting and fun. And um, yeah, I just the last thing I'd like to leave you with is that we do not have to be alone. I hope that that if you got nothing else out of this conversation, that to do everything on your own is is like Tim said, is almost impossible. We need to see outside of ourselves. We need to have help. It takes a team. Our team signed up before we came here to help us or our village of people that are here to help and be supportive. This is how we, we get to see and judge, like Tim was saying, what is our truth? What do we believe? What is the best thing for us? And so please reach out. Reach out for a coach. Reach out to your spirit team. Reach out to your village of family and friends. But you're not alone, and please reach out. Well, thank you so much. And I'm, I'm glad that I reached out to you. This has been a really fun experience. <laughs> and Dr. Tim, thanks for being with us again. Uh, everybody that is listening to this, remember, you're not alone. And we're all here to, to assist. There's... Um, there's just a lot out there. Do not do this on your own. We weren't sent here to be by ourselves. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Stand Up and Speak Up. We are dedicated to encouraging you to remove the mask of embarrassment and to being your best self. If you are the victim of a scam of cybercrime, please visit againstscams.org for assistance and guidance about options in recovery. SCARS, the Society of Citizens Against Relationship Scams, is an incorporated nonprofit crime victims assistance organization based in Miami. We support scam victims worldwide. And if you can make a small donation to help them, please do so on our website. This episode has been sponsored by BenfoComplete.com, a vitamin supplement company that supports happy and healthy hands and feet for those with neuropathy. If you or anyone that you know struggles with the pins and needles or numbness in your hands and feet, please check out our Benfotemi products at Benfo, B-E-N-F-O, complete.com and use the special code STANDUP for 5% discount on your purchase. Again, thank you so much for being with us today. Go to my website, thewomanbehindthesmile.com for additional information and resources and have a great day, everybody. And remember, you are not alone. Take care.